Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. We had a Black History segment, and I got in trouble a little bit at my school because um, the basic, you know, basic Black History, they're like, this person did this, and this person did that, and this changed the world, you know? Like, and I was, I wanted to, a lot was happening mm-hmm. at the time, especially on social media and the, and the news and stuff, and my kids were exposed to it. And I wanted them to understand other aspects of black history and what it means to be black in America. And I taught my kids to be awake, said unsaid, woke, woke, woke. and stuff like that. And um, a lot of my students wrote poems on what it meant to be black in America. And I got pulled aside um, a lot of the staff members feel very concerned about what you're teaching the students and I was like I'm only telling them the truth Mm. (laughs) I'm sorry that you know I couldn't shelter it enough for these students but this media and the social media and the news aren't sheltering them they're they're very much exposed to them they're letting them know what is going on you know so why should I have to do that my students are just what they are students they need to learn they need to be exposed to this type of thing and um I have a lot. It's a great moment when you're a teacher and you have a student that stands up and is like telling you all these facts. I had a lot of eighth graders that was like, Miss Blair, I'm tired of being judged by the color of my skin and things like that. So it was just, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to, uh, to experience. For some, coming from someone who did not want to teach. Yes, I did not want to teach, <laughs> but I love it. Like, I love it now. That's the joy when you can yeah. touch somebody and you can change their life. And like years later, they're, you know, the thank you note still brings tears to your eyes. It does. It's just amazing. I was like, oh, I did something. It is your Black Tribbles. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to a very special top 10 summer finale of Black Tribbles as I, the Bat Tribble, have convened my annual wrestling council to help me break down for you the top 10 heels of wrestling it's going to be a whole lot of fun it's going to be two hours of non-stop foolishness coming to you here on WPPM LP 106.5 FM people power media 
in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's the Bat Triple, and as always when I get down with wrestling, I am joined by... What's up, people? It's Bear Triple. And... Hello, everybody. This is Chubby Triple. Well, formerly Chubby Triple. I'm going to need a new name. You might now. need a new name. You're going to need a new name. Not necessarily Chubby Triple anymore. I'm not Chubby Triple anymore. Because Jamal is no longer the Chubby Triple. Jamal, when we started this, like, what, at least about five years ago? Yeah. yeah. Jamal, you were 5'10 and... 412 pounds. 412 pounds. Yes. Today in 2018, you are still 5'10. 5'10. But I'm 305. You are down to 305 pounds. Yeah. Swollen triple. How about that? <laughs> well, there actually is a swole brother number one. I'll have to figure this one out. We'll get to that by the end of the show. That, that's we'll figure it out. We will figure out your new triple designation for you are no longer Chubby Triple. You are the triple formerly known as Chubby. <laughs> But uh, but however, what I need a sign like Prince? <laughs> <laughs> Call him Simple Triple. Simple Triple. <laughs> but what you you are, and what Calvin is as well, are you are first of all two of my best friends, uh, and two extreme <laughs> with with a capital X. Extreme wrestling fanatics. Yeah, I must have watched uh, Takeover last night like three times. Well, there was a well, there was a pay per view last yeah, night. Yeah, NXT had Takeover. Yes, yeah, so they do any big pay per view WWE does now. It's usually has a post has a yeah. pre show yeah. the day before a Takeover by their their developmental league. Okay, NXT, and they had their show last night called Takeover, and it was the fourth edition. Wow. Okay, so 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 NXT is the development league of WWE. Right. And they've grown to to the heights that they can have their own pay-per-view? They've had they've had four pay-per-views. It's the brainchild of Triple H. And uh so far like well, here's the thing about the developmental league. It's not necessarily people who've never wrestled. Okay. There's people who've wrestled that you've never heard of if you're not a true wrestling fan. Like if you only know WWE, you know the Braun Strowmans, you know the Batistas, you know the yada, yada, yada. But if you're a true wrestling fan, there are people who are in the indie leagues or in the New Japan Pro Wrestling Leagues that you just haven't heard of, like Ricochet, Adam Cole, um, and, and, the, and a whole host of others that are very popular within mm-hmm. wrestling. In the wrestling world, like people are, like you know, con- you know the comics and the different characters, right. they're very popular within the world and within our wrestling world, but not very popular amongst the in the mainstream, in the mainstream right. of things. Right, right. And they use NXT to kind of give them a chance to get acclimated to what it means to be on kind of the big stage, so to speak. Oh, right. okay. Right. So they like, get to give them a chance to work on work, polish their in ring skills, but more most importantly is um is where they give them a chance. To get better on the mic, okay, right. which right. is which is the most important more, most important barrier between going from there to actually getting making the jump to WWE because you can't work the mic, you can't work storylines, yeah, we exactly. can't use you, right, so right, right. It gives them a chance to hone those skills too. So. Like you know, you know AJ Styles. Well, AJ Styles was on TNA beforehand, right? But he was also in Japan. Nobody, right. people who don't really know about AJ Styles only knows him from TNA. Right. But in the same sense, you look at Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe went to the developmental league 
but JJ Styles went straight into WWE. Like he started his first ever match was the Royal Rumble. Mm. But he was also everybody was waiting for him to come. Like right. it was no secret. Like they couldn't wait for him to come. Samoa Joe, on the other hand, people weren't that enthused because they don't really know that much about Samoa Joe. But AJ Styles is like a he was a world renowned wrestler. Right. And he was in here what, eighteen years before he started with WWE. Jeez, yeah, I, I never. But but back when I did watch wrestling, because yes, ladies and gentlemen, I was once a wrestling fan. Um, brief. It wasn't no, brief. It was with Sting. I was going to say he just had a singular focus. <laughs> yeah, singular focus. There you go. First of all, it was first of all biased. First of all, it was not with Sting. It didn't begin or end with Sting. My wrestling fandom goes back to my my youth because I am older than the two of you, and I remember wrestling in its in 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 in, in, in the seventies, and when it was you know Bruno San Martino. And it was Ivan Putski and the heyday of the 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 entree, if you will, of Mr. Bob Backlund. Not the yes, the nothing, nut- nothing, the, the crazy one. The yeah. crazy one. No, this was Bob Backlund was just like he was just uh, like technically sounded wrestler. Technically sounded wrestler who actually beat Bruno San, San Martino. Oh, uh, rest in peace, Mr. N- uh, Anvil Jim the Anvil Nineheart. Oh, he died. He died this, this week. This week. Yeah. Natalia Nineheart's father. Yeah, a friend of mine actually posted a uh, a picture on Instagram with uh, with all of the hearts, mm-hmm. um, all everybody in black and white except uh, Bret Hart saying "Last Man Standing." Yeah, because everyone on was gone. Yeah, from Stu all the way down to Owen, all of them are gone. Really? Yeah, British Bulldog, Jim, Owen. And and I think they have like six. Well, they have a few brothers and sisters that aren't in that wrestling. aren't in wrestling, right? Yeah, the ones that are in wrestling, as far as the wrestling, he's the only yeah, wrestler the only that's, a heart, that's a heart that's still out outside yeah. of like Natalia. Yeah, when Natalia's a kid, I mean, compared to them. Oh wow! So basically, all the men, all the men are gone. gone. Yeah, they're all gone. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, because that's like they're probably like uh, I would say like the hearts as far as in the wrestling world, kind of like the first family. When you say. Uh, they are, they're definitely one of the first families. Them, the Rhodes, uh, the McMahons, of sure, of course. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you got to say the McMahons. Yeah, the McMahons are like the they are like the poster child of what wrestling is. They are that this is their life. Yeah. You got, when you, you know, talk about a wrestling family. Yeah. Like you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That. They went from indie, you know, leagues from where they had, you know, uh, uh, different states. I forgot what they call it now. It escapes me. But that to where it is right now. That's all a McMahon. That's true. All right. Well, suffice to say, ladies and gentlemen, these two gentlemen have their their bona fides in wrestling. So we're going to break down the top 10 wrestling heels. Now, for those who don't know, locking on just as a regular broadcast of Black Tribbles, you probably know about wrestling, but you may not necessarily know what is a heel in wrestling and what... uh, Basically, what you have to know is that the world of wrestling can be, and and Jamal kind of alluded to it, kind of like compared to the world of comics. There are your heroes, and then there are your villains. And in wrestling, there are your faces, or baby faces, who are more or less the heroes, and then there are your villains or heels. And right, then your, and then there your people are just in between. That's yeah. I was always great to say it here. I want to say maybe over the last maybe ten years or so. I want to say it's longer kind of, than that. Ever since Austin, yeah, 
the uh, the whole idea of faces and heels have, have kind of has kind of evolved mm-hmm. and has a big gray area. Yeah, it's a big gray area now, which is uh, because the people who were traditionally would have been heels, right, have gradually become the more popular characters. True, which in and of itself has made it difficult for the people in charge of creating storylines. It's the reason why people like John Cena. Uh, Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns is booed for another reason. But but I'm just saying, but it's just as far as, um, you know, traditionally, as faces, they would have been able to just get over well. But why they become a lot less popular because the audience has become a bit less engendered to those straight-laced characters. Right. But it's the WWE's fault. I mean, it was the Attitude Era that right. started that, that, that. started that, right. Well, you can do anything. Like, you take a Triple H. Triple H can be booed today. And then tomorrow can be loved. Right. And can say the same exact thing in the same exact way. And they'll just love him because he is who he is. Like Austin. Austin was a villain, but he was a horrible villain. And he was a, a considered a face. But he really wasn't because he would hit anybody. Right. Right. He, he was, he was just like in, in comics, the anti-hero. Yeah. Right. There you go. Right. You know and that's I mean? where we kind of are now is that you have more so the anti-hero than... The face and the villain. The face and the villain. In the heels. The face and the heels, yeah. Real, Really? So you don't even have face? So, so, But Cena is still, like, Cena is a face. Yeah, he's still a face. He probably can still be considered a face. You still you still have them. Right. But there's more proliferation of the kind of the anti-hero type character now. It's, it's, I mean, the characters you don't like, like, you, you take a Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns gets booed because people want him to be a certain way where they know he will be, he could be. He just refuses to do so. They want him to be a Paul Heyman kind of guy. I mean, he's funny on the mic. He's gotten way better on the mic. Yes. But, I mean, he, I think because he was force-fed to us so quickly yeah. that we didn't have a chance to even be able to see him develop even on WWE. He went from the the Shield to a world champion. Like, you need to, he didn't get an IC title first. You know, nothing. I mean, I, the Shield basically was a, a, Roman, a, a Seth Rollins kind of team. And they all work together great, and we love when they're together. But individually, he went to the top too fast. And he just been like, it's been him and Brock Lesnar fighting for the last three years. Yeah. I mean, they're about to fight again tonight. How boring is this going to get? I mean, who's bleeding tonight? <laughs> but why are they like building this up like that? Because why? that's all they have. That like, is... They don't want, on Raw specifically, and I'm sure this is off topic, but on, on Raw specifically, they don't have too many people that they're going to give because because of what Brock Lesnar is and what he's done which is basically he's hoarded and stole the yeah. title. They can't really work around a good person to wrestle with him because he doesn't wrestle. Yeah, he yeah. fights. Right. Yeah, I've heard so you, that. You yeah, can't put only, it's only so many people you can put in the ring with him right. and actually make a good slash believable right. match. Cuz they tried it with like Dean Ambrose one year in WrestleMania and he'll tell you he's a lazy fighter. He'll do very few moves. Lesnar is a lazy fan. Yes, and will be repeatedly doing it. And he's not open to anything. Even when he fought, like, okay, so he fought AJ Styles a year ago at Summers, at uh, the the Thanksgiving pay-per-view, Survivor Series. Survivor Series, yeah. He fought AJ Styles, and that match was wonderful. It was only wonderful because, because AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Right. Yeah, right. he got it over. Right, but see, Brock Lesnar, can he can make a person look bad if you're not that good. 
Mm. Like if you're kind, like Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. See the matches with between him and the Undertaker. Yeah, like they're like if Undertaker was twenty years younger, that would have been a wholly different yeah. situation. But <clears throat> you can't. He doesn't put anybody or he doesn't give anybody a shot. That's why that Goldberg Brock Lesnar pay, uh, pay per view at WrestleMania was so boring. And all he did was spear and and do the F five because you had two for people, ten minutes two people who were notorious for not putting people over. Yeah. <laughs> And boring. I mean, like when if you think about it, like when they fought this was it SummerSlam before? Yeah. For three minutes, and he speared him twice and gave him the jackhammer. That was it. Like that. That's how you know that these two, like the whole hype was the best part of the whole match. Mm. But if you take somebody like when AJ Styles fights Samoa Joe tonight, that doesn't need to be hyped. No. At all. Those two are going to show you how to really have a great performance. Right, but Brock Lesnar, because of what he's done with the title, they can't put a Seth Rollins in there, they can't put a Drew McIntyre in there, they can't put anybody else in there to kind of make something out of it, because he's going to first he's going to first not obey the rule, he'll do whatever he wants. Like when he fought Randy Orton the one year, and he was so upset at him about during the match that he forearmed him and busted his head open when he needed staples. And now the WWE is a no-blood policy. He didn't care about that. So they need Roman Reigns because he's the only one that's willing enough to go fight him a thousand times. And then he'll fight him. He'll lose the title and he'll leave. Because I'm telling you now, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some shenanigans tonight with that match. So you, you're saying you think Brock's going to drop the title? He ain't going to drop it. He's gonna get, he, somebody's going to take it from they him. Gonna take it from they're going to take it from him. Like, this, this is going to be a Shawn Michaels Bret Hart thing, but Vince ain't going to be standing out there at the round. Like, it's going to be like a Paul Heyman's going to do something. Uh, the ref is going to have to do something. Roman's going to have to do a whole lot of something. And he and Rome and Brock Lesnar have to be in the middle of the ring in a heap. And they need to walk out with the title. Like, or Braun Strowman needs to come down and hit him with the, <laughs> the briefcase or something. Like, for real. And get rid of him. Like, he really needs to go. Really? Yeah. He well, fought. Hopefully, the, the, um, the draw of this new little thing he's got going on back with no with uh ultimate fight ufc ufc hopefully that will kind of hopefully that call is getting a bit more a, a bit more of a tug with him and he'll go back he'll go back to ufc yes. where, where he, he can actually be, just yeah. fight where he needs to right. be right but why did he leave ufc because he had uh he, diverticul- he had diverticulitis which is a disease of the of the kid of the uh intestines right and he needed surgery but he couldn't take a hit like that before. Now he's completely healed from diverticulitis. From diverticulitis, he can now go back and fight. And now I think he's supposed to be fighting uh, DS soon. Daniel Daniel Cormier. Uh, you see Daniel Cormier soon. I think they were like pulling, you know hyping that up. So yeah. he because he could take a punch now. Where before when he fought uh, he fought I think he fought Alistair Overeem, and Alistair beat him to a pulp because his. Diverticulitis yeah, was so inflamed. He his last two losses over there were bad losses. Horrible. They were mm. bad losses. Like so. when he lost, yeah, because when he lost the world title, it was horrible. I saw on, because I, I told y'all before we started recording that I've fallen, I've fallen down these rabbit holes of, of uh, wrestling YouTube videos. And I was watching one, um, and they were interviewing Kevin Nash, who, God. much much to my delight, has proven that he was truly the a-hole that I always thought he was. <laughs> However, he mentions on there, he's talking about like, you know, complaining about wrestling today and all this type of stuff. 
And he was saying, like, you know, all the stuff that's wrong with wrestling today, this is why UFC is eating wrestling's lunch right now. As far as, like, in the pay-per-views and as far as, like, people, like, really rallying behind, you know, um, what UFC is bringing to the table. Is that true? Because I'm... I, I've watched UFC. I enjoy watching a UFC match. I turn on and it looks like it's a good UFC match or even not even a halfway decent UFC match. I'll sit and watch it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, the same like UFC has turned into boxing for me. I can sit and just watch any boxing match. I can sit and watch almost any UFC match and find something enjoyable out of that. Right. This was one of the reasons why I gave up on wrestling because I couldn't say the same thing for wrestling, you know, because even if I thought I was enjoying something, you know, and I thought like, oh, I, can't, I, I think I'm enjoying the way this is going, something would happen, meaning somebody's going to come in from the outside and they're just going to throw the whole thing up. And it's like, why do I even care? Why am I investing so much in this? That's a Vince McMahon thing. Yeah. That's a Vince thing. Uh, Vince McMahon is very old fashioned, even though. He's very upset about the whole anti-heel thing. Uh, he does not appreciate a good match. Where Triple H, why NXT is so popular, which we talked about before we got on, is so popular is because even though you don't know these individuals, he lets the match dictate itself. We I watched the match last night with Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Mm -hmm. That match right there was absolutely remarkable because they actually showed their athletic ability. It wasn't no one interrupted. You know, they ended. Ricochet won the match, the whole bit. But just the whole match in itself, if you watched it, you wouldn't appreciate it. You wouldn't enjoy it. Even of even the the lady wrestlers, the female uh, uh, superstars they have there, completely wonderful matches. They they you know they have a good fight. They have a good. It's a good pot. And it's not even a buildup that's really anything about it because I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched an NXT episode in a while. But when TakeOver comes on, I know full well TakeOver is going to be awesome. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I can watch it from beginning to end repeatedly. Because it's not about the storyline. It's about the, the match. It's, it's about, about the, the match. And that's what's kind of happened with WWE. Is that, you know, since, since they've consumed the competition. Yeah, because there's no competition. Right, they consume the competition. Like Microsoft, <laughs> it's, it's it's become a matter of no Microsoft. There is competition. Yeah. There's Apple now. Apple has been Apple's been eating Microsoft's lunch for, for a long time. Long yeah, time. well, what I'm saying is like Microsoft at one point. But as far was, as yeah. anything else, in, like Microsoft, as far as like their computers, because right. Apple is a, a different type of computer. You're right. There's there is nothing else. Yeah, so right. it's basically like it's become a matter of this is a story we want to tell. We're going to tell this story regardless of anything, how it looks in the ring, type right. thing. Mm. Whereas you know it used to be, well, this is this is where we're going to start, right? And we're going to see kind of how this evolves as it goes along, right? Right. And you know, once you know, once, he, once he adopted that mindset, it's when you, when you have stuff like when we get uh, people like Roman Reigns kind of forced down your throat, right? Mm -hmm. Because had they just taken it, it, had it, it let it, let it evolve naturally. From them being in the shield and had, had kind of taken like, like the horseman route where we're just going to go collect titles, titles. together. Mm -hmm. It probably would have gone a lot better right. than just saying we're going to stop it right here and we're going to throw this guy out there because this is what we this is what I want to see. Yeah, and they got tired of making triple tri uh, triple triple threat matches where it'd be the shield versus three other individuals, three others, you know, 
singular individuals who are not necessarily a team. Right. right. But I mean, I understand that they want to win. Like, what, what the thing about the Shield, which is great, was when Dean Ambrose won the IC title, the U.S. title. He was within the team. It was still within a right. team kind of setting, right. like the Horsemen. It was in a team kind of setting. Arn and Ole, or Arn and Tully, when when the tag titles, the Tully would go win the U.S. Title, TV title. But it was still would stay in the faction. If you'd have kept that going, right. even when he broke it up, it was cool mm-hmm. because that whole thing, yeah, was cool. But then they killed it because Roman really wasn't in it. It was more or less a Dean Ambrose Seth kind of thing, right? And then once Roman started to get in it, Roman really was like doing his own thing wherever else. And by that time, Seth got hurt. And then when he came back, it went from heel to anti-heel. Do you think, and real quick, and then we'll get back on to, we'll get on to the heels. But do you think that UFC is actually, quote unquote, eating WE's I don't. I don't think much. they're vying for the same people. Really? You don't think I, so? No, you don't I think don't. it's the same audience? No, I, th- I think UFC is more so... Stealing boxing's people than it is. I think. Well, they stolen boxing's right. people. But I, I think as far as as far as where, I, I I think that I don't think that um, WWE is as big as it once was. Mm-hmm. You probably do have some of those so those people who used to watch wrestling for the fights. I will agree that those people have now gone to over UFC. To, to UFC because they want to see the fights. But that that for all intents and purposes. WWE isn't marketing to those people anymore anyway. Yeah, yeah, the people they're marketing to are like kids. Yeah, they're not marketing to those people for anyway anymore. Mm. That's not that's not their target audience. If they get some of those people along the way, wonderful. Which is why they were ecstatic to get Brock for a while. Right, they got to get some of those people. Right, but if those some of those people go back, they're not as far as their bottom line is concerned. They're not losing anybody because that's not who they're targeting with with, with their product now. Well, I mean, you have to look at it. Look at like the New Day. They throw pancakes out to the crowd and do goofy things. John Cena wore every color in the rainbow of a T-shirt you can think of. All they care about, they care about kids because kids will make their parents pay for tickets and merchandise. And then they'll come to the shows. Even when I went to the last live show that they had uh, about a month or so ago, uh, building up to tonight's uh, pay-per-view, majority of people in there were kids and women. Because they love Roman Reigns. Women love Roman Reigns. Women love John Cena. Women love like a Braun Strowman. And then the kids love New Day. They love John Cena. They love Bailey. Uh, Bailey. They love, you know, uh, 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 Ronda Rousey. She was right. there, you know, that kind of thing. And dudes was there like, yeah, Ronda Rousey's going to be there. I got to check her out. Like, nobody's in there for like. Nobody's in there for the classic match. Like, the AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe match, you know, and I will say this for Calvin and myself, we're there to see that match. Right. We want right. to see that match. A, right. lot, a lot of this other stuff is just filler. Like, yeah. We already know, we already know what's going to happen with the, Bron- with the Brock Lesnar. I just want to see what kind of curveball they're going to throw that's going to make me laugh because I know the match is going to be crap outside of that because it's mm-hmm. been crap. The only time they had a good match was the one they had in Saudi Arabia when he put them through the cage. Yes. That was yes. the best match they had. Who put through who? Okay, so in the, there was a cage match between Brock and Roman. They were fighting. Roman speared Brock through the wall of the cage. The cage oh, wow. came off. And he landed on the floor on top of the cage. Roman landed on the floor off of the cage. Mm-hmm. They gave the match to Brock Lesnar because the ref thought his feet landed first, but it should, in actuality it didn't. The rule is your feet have to land on the floor first. Brock never touched the floor. Roman did. Roman should be the world champion. And the problem with that storyline is that it was a great storyline to have, but because Brock wasn't 
and doesn't care to be part of it, right? The, the storyline got taught it died right. because he was out there chanting, "I should be the, I, the the champ because Mafia hit first. It was wrong. He should have had the title, and this is true. The one reason why they said that they wasn't going to reverse the decision is because Brock wasn't going to give him the title anyway. Y'all come get it from me in Canada, and he wasn't going to. Nobody was going to go to Canada beyond that twenty foot wall he has over there. <laughs> go get it from this animal. So they just let Roman go off to what he was doing, and so now. He's because he's contractually obligated to wrestle in SummerSlam. That's why they got this now. But they're just gonna try to get it off of him. So either Roman's gonna win tonight, or Braun Strowman's gonna hit him in the head with this case tonight and take it. Either way, Brock Lesnar will not be world champion after SummerSlam tonight, and he'll go right back to UFC. WWE and we I guess we get to what we supposed to talk about. But WWE is kind of the same position where the NFL is right now, where that's a good they're um. They have to. They, they're, they're, the people that they're marketing to is changing, right? So they got to kind of change with that. What with that? With with that? Which is why now you know, which is is no great coincidence that now we're allowing sports betting now mm. because we we these we want these people in there. If you, I don't know when the last time you've been to a live NFL game, but in a minute. The experience is that they've made the stadium experience so about so much more than the game that's going on. Yes, yes, I do know that. It's, yeah. it's, it's not so much about. It's almost almost like the game has become secondary background noise. Yes, exactly. Everything else that's going on because you can always just keep up with the game on the gump, jumbotron, right, or on the jumbotron, or on your app, on your phone, right, right, or what have you. So they so so now that they know that that's the people that those those are, those are most people that come to the games. That's what we've got the market to. That's what we've got to make our product exciting for. Right. Which is the same thing WWE is at. WWE is doing now. We are we've marketing the kids. So we got to do stuff that the kids like. Mm-hmm. So No more w- bloody. Right. Exactly. No more blood and guts. So no more blood. Wow. No more PG like they can't like they can't say certain words on there anymore. And, you know, they can't do certain things anymore. Like, you know, no. And it's like you used to take like a table match, you know. They, they how many times have they actually brought a table out in a match that wasn't a table? Right. Besides going through the announcers' table, but where everybody know that's collapsible anyway. Because as soon as the match is over, all of a sudden they back at the table again talking right. about, you know, what's going on. Wow. Well, that gets us into talking about, you know, the top ten heels because it sounds like, if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly, that a lot of your best heels. Are from a bygone day. Yeah. Or dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's be honest. I wasn't, I wasn't going there. But, um... They're either a bygone day or they're <laughs> the, not the, here They're anymore. bygones. They're in the upper room. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Okay. All right. So what makes a good wrestling heel, Calvin? Um, for me, it's somebody where... Whether you're watching them on television or whether you're there live, is that as soon as they come on, as soon as as soon as you see them, as soon as they step out, you can just like you can just feel that animosity towards them. They just bring that animosity out of you, like okay, like it doesn't matter what's going on. You just want to see somebody take this dude down. Gotcha, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul <laughs> Heyman, <laughs> and I am the advocate. For- Oh, God, I can't wait for somebody to do something to him. 
I know that name, Paul Heyman, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what I, why I know ECW. ECW. Okay, yes, he was he was the head muckety muck at ECW. He was yes. the brain that was his brainchild. Yes. Oh yeah. In the Bengal halls of South Philadelphia. Yes, 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 yes. Real wrestling. Yeah. Yes. yes <laughs> that was real wrestling. It's real raw wrestling. All right, so let's go. Top ten wrestling heels, or as I like to call it. The uh, Larry Zabisco countdown. <laughs> because here we go. I heard that name a long time. Here we go. Larry Zabisco. In my mind, you know he works Larry Zabisco into everything. Every time know, we do this, I somehow, know. some way. In my Larry mind, <laughs> every wrestling heel has to stand up against Larry Zabisco. <laughs> To see whether or not they actually stand up as a all-time wrestling heel. Because there was no better wrestling heel than Larry Zabisco. And I'll tell you why, Calvin. And you may not even remember this. And I know you do not know about this young man. You only know about the history of Larry Zabisco as a heel. And yes, he has been a great barrel-chested, hairy heel. Yes, I know. But I remember Larry Zabisco, Calvin. When Larry Zabisco came into wrestling as a protege and tag team partner of Bruno San Martino, yes, who is the legendary, you know, great one of the great champion of the seventies. Rest in peace. And Bruno San Martino and and Larry Zabisco were, you know, he was his protege. He was bringing him up, and Larry Zabisco is technically sound as a wrestler. I mean, the man could wrestle his butt off, Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh, right? I believe so. I don't know. He, he, he's as big as Pittsburgh. But, <laughs> but actually, he wasn't big. He was just a, like, he was a stocky dude. But, you know, Bruno got into a feud with somebody, I can't remember whomever, and he needed a tag team partner. Of course, he's going to have Larry Zabisco as his tag team partner, because that was his protege. And they did... And they don't do, like, you know, talk-ups like they do now, but they did talk-ups about how they were going to get ready. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, you're coming after my man Bruno, and, you know, I, I don't like that, and I'm going to have to go in there and defend defend Bruno. And they get into the ring, and they're fighting, and they're getting it on, and Larry and Bruno San Martino is getting his butt beat and goes to tag Larry Zabisco. And he turns his back. And Larry Zabisco turns his turns back his on back. Bruno San yes. Martino. <laughs> he turned his back whole, like, oh, nigga, not, not tonight, brother. And the crowd went. And the crowd <laughs> went insane. What is happening? <laughs> no. Next thing you know, Larry Zabisco gets in the ring. And he starts cracking Bruno San Martino upside the head. And com if I remember correctly, Calvin, and I, I may be wrong, but I seem to remember that Larry Zabisco got the bell. Yes. And I think he did get the bell. He hit him with the bell. It like cracked him upside the head with, with the, the bell. bell. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have never... Ever seen a moment like that before because these this was the days you have to remember the number one thing you have to remember at this day wrestling was still selling itself as real yes right yes so while there were whispers that it wasn't that it wasn't 
it was selling itself as real. So as far as you knew, these were real friends. These were real friends. <laughs> these were real friends. <laughs> these were real homies. <laughs> and he really and his him. homie really just turned on him <laughs> and cracked him upside, upside the head. head. Yes. In, public. In, public. in public. In public. In front of thousands of people. In front of <laughs> Yes. And the words of my boy Dusty, if you will. <laughs> yes. And this wasn't and this wasn't pay-per-view. No. This was having a, at some stadiums. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like we all I've seen what? that match. I've seen that match. When it was one of those one of those moments where everybody was there but nobody really was type thing. Yes. <laughs> but see, the thing about what a heel, in order to be a great heel, you have to do something against somebody everybody loves. And okay. the problem with the heels of today or having a heel today is that people don't truly love anybody. Anybody. Yeah. 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 That's true. So because they don't really love anybody, they can't really, they can't really have a great heel. Okay. So for these heels, all right, we're doing 10. We got to come up with a 10. I think that, you know, historically in, in wrestling, it has always been, you know, the wrestlers, but there's also been the managers. Yes. And the managers sometimes are the, the best heels. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? So I think for, uh, before we get into, but, but to keep it straight, to keep our heels as wrestlers and to kind of like get us going, I think we should do five because the wrestling fans in Triple Nation will, will appreciate this. We should do five, uh, the the five worst or best heel managers, or as I like to say, the Bobby. That's funny. That is the first name I was going to throw out. Yeah, he is the best. He's number that, that one. Is the first name I was going to throw out was Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yes, Bobby the Brain Heenan was. He was so much of a great heel manager and just personality. I can't remember who he managed. Everybody. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> what Flair, do you mean you can't remember who he managed? Perfect. Everybody. Anybody who was a heel during that era in WWF. He had every, he had every and was title. was at one time yeah, managed Andre, by Bobby Brain Heenan. Andre the Giant. He did, he, did, he did manage. I remember when he managed Andre the Giant. Because didn't he man? Did, oh, he managed Andre when he, when he fought well, Hogan. For Hogan. Yes. Right. Okay. But and, and I do remember him managing... Um, uh, uh, you just you, you said perfect, perfect, Mister Perfect. But you said Flair. He, so he, when Flair's contract was at a standstill in the nineties, early nineties, and uh, this was him still with uh, WWCW, yeah. WCW, WWE or F at the time, offered him a ton of money, right? And he came for a brief stint. He for a brief stint. His first ever real match was a was wrestle was a Royal Rumble match, which he won. That's when he could win the world title at the Royal Rumble. He was managed. Bobby Heenan brought him in. Oh, I don't. Okay, okay. So he okay. was with Bobby. He, Bobby Heenan was with him for a while. The only problem with that was is they didn't have enough microphones for the both of them. No, no, because <laughs> yeah. Flair exactly. needed his mic yeah, and Bobby, Bobby needs his he, mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like Flair doesn't need. Bobby never missed a one. I've had one liner he didn't like. A boisterous ham and eggers, humanoids. Okay, so Bobby the Brain Heenan. Is regarded as number one. Who's two through five? Paul Heyman. I saw. I was like, oh, Paul Heyman, dangerously. dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> now known as Paul Heyman. I mean, he's 
the reason why he is a good heel is because he makes Brock Lesnar look great. Mm. And Brock hasn't said a word. And the last time Brock said a word, they had to bleep out half the sentences he used because he's cussing people out. Yeah, but even, even beyond that is that what makes him such a great heel, he could all, he could probably even make the top 10 list just period, is because he by himself can make you hate anybody. And everybody. Okay. Anybody. It doesn't matter who it is, who it, who, it, who it is that he's trying to put over at that point. Right. He can make you hate anybody. Curtis Axel. <laughs> Remember Curtis yeah. Axel first came? Yes. Who, and they were doing who, the whole Mr. Perfect who, Son who, thing. Who you otherwise would not have cared about in the least bit. As mm-hmm. you don't now. Right. But, I don't. But with Paul Heyman backing him up and oh. being his mouthpiece, like... <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, CM Punk was loved regardless. But the only way he became a great heel is because he had to be with Paul Heyman. Yeah. Oh, Paul really? Heyman made you hate him. Yes. Period. Yeah, Paul, he can make you hate anybody. He can make you hate anybody. Period. And then, then on the same token, he can make you love him because you hate, remember, you hated CM Punk. And then when CM Punk was going to win the ladder match for the, for the uh, Money in the Bank, Paul Heyman tipped over the ladder while he was in the match, mm-hmm. which caused you to love CM Punk again but hate Paul Heyman even more because he knew he was bringing Brock Lesnar back. So Paul Heyman is the consummate heel manager because you know full well you're going to get a great hatred for whoever. Okay. You can hate the the guy selling the sodas in that line if he was walking next to Paul Heyman. Yes. All right. So Paul Heyman is no, so Paul Heyman is number 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So where where are we going next for number 3? Um oh my god, the name just went out my head. I have a, the manager for the uh, the Midnight Express. What was his name? Jim Cornette. That's Jim, Jim Cornette. Cornette. I was going to say his Jim Cornette. My head. Yeah. Yeah. With 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 the with the racket. Yes. With yes. the racket. Yes. Jim Cornette. Yes. It's got to be Jim Cornette. Yes. He was. He was just. He. You couldn't stand it, smug little <laughs> yeah. self. You man. still can't. And and you know and it's so funny because he is he was probably the most unathletic person in the world. Yes. But he always managed to find himself. In some type of precarious situation, like I'll till, till the day I die, I will remember the Road Warriors dangling him from the scaffold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Was it a starcade or yes. something like that? Oh, dangling him from the scaffold, and he blew his knees out that night. Wow! When they dropped him because wow. he landed wrong. <laughs> Wow, man. Yeah, Jim Cornette. I, I, I told y'all, I, I fallen down these, these YouTube rabbit holes, and there's this thing, the the history of WWE and WCW is told by Jim Cornette. And he talks about uh, this um, match with, um, I forget who's fighting, but they're fighting. Remember the fabulous Freebirds? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mike, it was Michael Hayes? Yes, Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes. And uh, Terry Garvin. Yes. Wasn't it Terry Garvin? Yes. He talks about how, oh, and they're playing. They're 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 wrestling the Midnight Express, right? And they're getting it over. And, and he's talking about how the fabulous Freebirds. At this point, they were trying to be up on a, a back on a, the the comeback, and like Michael P. S. Hayes wanted them to be like they were of old, like where they just ruled everything. Like they were just like you know, like almost like the 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 Rolling Stones of wrestling. Right. And they were like, "Yo, this is not going to happen." So, but they're in a match or whatever, and it comes to the point where Jim Cornette is supposed to bust um, Hayes upside the head with with, with racket. his racket, right? 
and Michael P. And like he go and he's trying to sneak around so he can make his move. And Michael P. S. Hayes keeps like catching him, <laughs> like like out of the corner of his eye. And he keeps like like no, you ain't gonna hit me. No, you're gonna hit me. And Jim Cornette in, in like this video, he's like he's like this motherfucker. <laughs> he like Ric Flair, Sting, Hulk Hogan. Every wrestler in the whole freaking world sells getting hit by my racket. Except him. Right? This dude, he all of a sudden, he ain't going to sell getting hit by my racket. What? So the next thing you know, he says that, um, oh, who came into the ring? Some dude like called the Destroyer or something like that comes into the ring and like chases the Freebirds off. And then when they get in the back, when they get it like into the back of backstage, Terry Garvin all of a sudden jumps in Michael P. S. Hayes' face like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Cornette comes back, he comes back, and Terry Garvin like grabs his racket. He just like, "I'm gonna hit you!" <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Because. It- Michael P. S. Hayes was he was horrible with that. I don't know what was going on with that, but he was horrible with that. I don't know what he was saying. Ah, right, here's the nut. All right, Good. managers, managers. Right. Okay, so so we've got Bobby DeBrain Heenan, we got Jim Cornette, Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette. All right, so I'm I'm liking where this is going. What about Eric Bischoff? He wasn't a, he wasn't a manager. He managed somebody. No, he was in, he was part of the NWO. He oh, wasn't NWO. a manager. You know, he was a, he was an executive. He was a brain. He was an intelligent executive that we hated. He was a heel in the sense of we hated him because we knew in real life he was trying to screw over WWE. Right. But he wasn't but a manager. I think the situ. But the situation itself warrants kind of keeps you from considering him a great heel because while he was a butt for what was going on in WCW, you were still rooting for him because yeah. They were taking on the giant. So, they were. So it was like, nah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Because the same, because I was because it's funny because the other other person I was thinking about was um, Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon. But he falls into the same category where he's while he's more... trying to be the heel because he's taking on his dad half the time, you are kind of like pulling for him. You're pulling for him. Yeah. It's, well, probably like this. Do you hate Stephanie? Because I. I, I think she's a great heel. I now I know that in 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 outside of the show, she's an excellent person, right. but excellent it, executive. But on the show, you talking about Stephanie McMahon? Yeah. Yes, okay. but you gotta hate her. Like she is. Yeah. I I truly like. I don't know if they all watch the show Power, but the chick that plays Angela Valdez on the show gets hate mail. Like somebody sent her death threats mm, because okay. they really took her character to heart. Right. I consider that to be Stephanie McMahon. Like, I can see somebody want to really punch her in the face after some of the stuff she does because she uses what she has. She's she's a billion-dollar princess who has a conglomerate under her belt, and her father rules the wrestling world, and she utilizes that in her character, and it's an excellent character. Hey. She just doesn't manage any. I mean, she you want to see she managed Triple H for a little bit, but, I mean... She's more of a heel now. I'm, I'm more just can't stand her now because of her I executive role. Take this spot though, because no, no you the, next can't. Person, the next person I would think about would be J.J. Dillon. Mm. I can't. 
because J.J. Dillon's with the Horsemen. And the horse, J.J. Dillon with the Horsemen is like Phil Jackson with the Chicago Bulls. You really didn't really this, matter. You didn't really have to do anything. <laughs> no. I, I okay. guess I kind of give you that. No. I was thinking <laughs> uh, Tom Pritchard or Brother Love. Well, I was thinking of Classy Freddie Blassie, but I'm old school. I, I like Classy Freddie Blassie. Or Captain Lou Albano. Uh, now. Now you go. I'll, get, I'll give you him as, as a heel. And with the and rubber funny, bands and, and the beard. And it's funny because... Most people who are probably listening, they don't remember. They don't. They don't remember. They remember him as a heel. No, that's true. They don't remember him as a heel. That's true. No. They don't know that he managed the Wild Samoans. Yes, and he the head did. It's right in the head they, Right. They don't remember him as a heel. Just to let you know, they for those him who... as, that, that, as like basically the lovable uncle character mm-hmm. that they turned him into because they needed well, they needed viewership on the cartoon with the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> right. Just to let you know. Uh, Captain Lou Albano is also family members with Roman Reigns. If you want to just go into that, that's that whole kind of thing. Oh, right we're, not even, we're not going to get into how many people are actually in that family. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> we could do a show. Now, you want to talk about wrestling <laughs> first families? families. <laughs> first families? The Samoan family, the, 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 the Anoi family, the Anoi family is the first family. But, but Cap- Albano wasn't Samoan. No, but the head shrinkers. The uh the wild Samoan. Oh, so he indirectly he was right. indirectly a part okay, of that. Okay, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like when you when I'm just saying for people who wanted to correlate, right, right, Roman right, right. Reigns yeah. will be in. The, uh, side note that thing Paul Heyman did with last week's Raw when he spoke to him in Samoan. That was that was hot. That's why that he's number hot. two. Yeah, that was hot. That's why he's number two. That was hot. He actually went and learned some Samoan. He learned some Samoan <laughs> because he actually was with his father Alpha right. in the car when he was young. He utilized that yeah. in part of the the, the 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 argument he was having with Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring, and he said something to him in Samoan, and Roman caught it so good that he was like, he taught it to me, and then he pepper sprayed him in the eyes. Like that's what makes you hate Paul Heyman. Yeah, <laughs> like you hate that Paul Heyman. Like it was beautiful. But yeah, a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people don't know that Captain Lou started out as a major heel. Yeah, major. They don't, they don't, they don't know that. His, he, Oh yes, he was a dude, man. I don't know if he'll be top five, but really. Okay, I mean, maybe because he did though. he did flip to the other side. Well then, but, but when you think about when we're just but when we're talking about just keeping it to like managers slash executives, not a whole lot of them, not a whole lot of people you could actually put on this. Like, I would actually put on this. Way. Like Vince, Vince, no, Vince, Vince, you could put there because you yeah. just, you still hate him now. Yeah, and really, well, you'll him. never not hate Vince. <laughs> yeah, like, even when he's good, you still hate him. And I think I think what makes him what makes him a worthy candidate for this list is the mere fact that as the chief executive officer of the company, he has no problem with one stepping out and just living in everybody hating him. Right. And two, laying it all out on the line for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That 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 him and Stone Cold thing. And that's exactly where I was going. Go down. That's exactly where I was going. It's the best ever. I can't think of any CEO who would have gone that far. I never saw a Ted Turner. I never saw a Ted Turner on WCW. Exactly. 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 The only time you saw Ted was when he was about to lose it all. Right. He started making pleas for people to to help him out. I never saw Jim Crockett. (laughs) Right. I never saw any of them. I saw Vince McMahon. Like Vince McMahon was so good, you didn't know he was the CEO because he was the announcer. Right. From the announcer to the CEO. Yeah, because he was like he was interviewing everybody and stuff like that. All right, all right. Well, so Vince is definitely so Vince. Uh, Vince may be number four and five because uh, I th- I still say well we got three. All right, so 
We're not putting Cap- no, Lou Albano on there. I think he should be on okay, there. Okay, so fine. So, okay, so we'll, we'll have Captain Lou round out at five. How's that? Well, actually, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't put Captain Lou Albano above classy Freddie Blassie, Blassie, but oh. nobody remembers Freddie Blassie. And Freddie Blassie never made a. He never made. He never switched. No, he was her. always he just was a always, heel. Yes, and he had he had, he had the original yes. Nature Boy. Yes. yes, yes, he had the original Nature Boy. Yes. So we'll give that. you for a classy Freddie Blassie. All right, give me for classy we'll Freddie Blassie for historical. So our, for our five is what? So the five uh, is um, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Paul, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Jim uh, Cornette. Jim Cornette. Vince McMahon. Classy Freddie Blassie. Blassie. I'll take those. Right. I can live with that. You gotta live with that. I can live with that. That's good. Plus, that gives you some feedback to get. Yeah, yeah people. I'm sure there's some people to disagree. Yeah, we, of course, there's gonna be people. They're gonna disagree with you though, not with us. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get it. Yes. <laughs> They're probably wondering, like, what the hell are you doing there, Lynn? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my mic. So the hell with you. And you're listening to WPPM LP Philadelphia. The Black Tribbles present the top ten wrestling heels of all time. Now we're doing the wrestlers. These are wrestlers who are heels. It's the Larry Zabisco countdown, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying Larry Zabisco was on this list, (laughs) but everyone else has to compare to Larry Zabisco. Zabisco. Everybody's got to pass the the Zabisco They have to pass the Zabisco (laughs) test. That's the bridge you have to cross. So so are we saying that Zabisco is 11? Is that what we're saying? Well, well, I'm not saying he's 11, because I put Larry Zabisco in a solid five. Since everybody's got to get past the Zabisco, I would put it, I would put Larry, Larry Zabisco at a solid six myself. But you didn't, you didn't drop him one in 30 seconds. Well, only yeah. because we ain't even throwing any other names out. Yeah. Well, because I know who, in my mind, as much as I love Larry Zabisco, I think the absolute best wrestling heel. And I'll kick this off. Is the Nature Boy Ric Flair? Now you know, and and I agree. And I was going to say, I was going to ask the question: Is are we going to include him on this list, or just leave him as just the, as the obvious, and then go for another ten? I I think we should do that only because you really didn't hate him. You yeah, loved you him. No, no, you loved no, him. no, you hated him. You hated him. No, you hated no, no. him because you wanted to be like him. No, because that's because no. you think about it. No, how no. many people? How many people use his lines today? His age is showing. No. No. I no, I watched Ric Flair. I remember Ric Flair. I remember Ric Flair and all his and all his promos and all of his interviews. Mm-hmm. I remember all of them. I loved I didn't like him because I loved Dusty Rhodes. I was a Dusty Rhodes fan. But I also did love him because he really like you know how people say, okay, well, I'm Dwayne the Rock John I'm Dwayne Johnson at home, but I'm the rock in the ring. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair was in the ring. And Ric Flair was also at home. Ric Flair believed he was really Ric Flair. Got to understand that. Did, did you love him or did you respect him? Because it's different. Both. I think it was. I couldn't wait to see him. Back. I couldn't wait to see no, him. You couldn't wait to see. No, nobody. Listen. Trust me. Listen. Everybody. Everybody tuned in on Saturday because you had to see. One, you just had to hear what he was going to say yes. next. You didn't really care too much whether Wheel he got in the ring deal. or not. But you really you wanted to make sure you heard whatever it was he was going to say next. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is long before the internet. Yes. Where if, you did, if you didn't catch it on Saturday. You ain't catch it. When you sat down at lunch on Monday, Ooh. everybody else is going to be talking about it. And you weren't going to know what was going and on. just to <laughs> let you know, this was a time when you prayed Ric Flair didn't get on at 9.50. Because at 10 o'clock, if he was still talking, 
they it was cutting off. Cutting off. Yep. No, I, actually, at nine fifty-five. Well, yeah, there you go. They always did, and we gotta go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Tony Schiavone used to do that all the time. We gotta go, ladies and gentlemen. In the middle of the match, I yes. never forget that. Tully Blanchard versus Dusty Rhodes cage match, <laughs> and he gave him the slingshot suplex. We gotta go. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm mad. We gotta go, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I didn't see that whole match until it became a grown adult and they had the internet. I had to look it up to see the whole match. That's because you had to go out and buy Pro Wrestling Weekly and find yes. out what happened. I know. That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And you actually had to buy the Pro Wrestling Weekly from the the next, next week. week. Right. No. Not that Not week. Right. The next week. The, yeah. the next week. <laughs> you like, oh, this is, man, it's... <laughs> I know what happened to these matches. <laughs> no, but I think Ric Flair is in a... He's in a world of his own in that thing because he didn't have to switch... You still love he did he did the same thing whether he was considered a heel or a face. You still loved him. Yeah, he did. You did. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah, because remember because he was a face and he was still going in his trunks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he still had the razor blades. But the thing about it, I think he became a face because the team themselves were against people that the crowd didn't like more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, establishment. I mean, he went back and forth with the whole face thing, but I mean, his biggest face was when he was up against NWO. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but his biggest heels with Dusty Rhodes. Like, we will never, ever forget. Oh, no, because because Rick was like, Rick was never in like great shape. But he looked like, you know, he looked like your uncle that used to play right. football. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? right. So he had enough like He looked of a, like he could fight. Right, right, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas Dusty looked like your uncle who was working at the grill. You know what I'm saying? So he's beating your favorite uncle right. before you get the hot dogs. <laughs> what was that on his stomach? I never knew that. Was that a birthmark? Probably, I don't know. Okay. That was Dust. That was Dustin's twin. <laughs> Dustin Light. <laughs> no, but Rick Flair, and the thing about it is he made, like, okay, I, lo- I love Sting, but let's be real. Rick got Sting, Sting over. Yeah, it wasn't for Ric Flair. Sting yeah. wouldn't be Rick got Sting over. Rick got Sting over. And another thing, and I'm telling you, y'all really should check these, these videos out because in this video, Jim Cornette talks about how the plan at the time, remember the hype of Bar- uh, uh, Barry Windham? Not Barry Windham, Brian Pillman. Right. The hype of Brian Pillman. Right. He laid out what the plan was to get Brian Pillman over. And the, the punctuation mark and was going to be building up to a, rival, uh, a rivalry against Flair. And Flair was all for it because he agreed with everyone else that Pillman had it. Mm-hmm. He just needed to, he was raw, so they they needed to, to build him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Rick was going to take him over the hump like he did with Sting. Mm-hmm. And then the powers that be kind of like put the kibosh on that. And Rick... It was around that same time that Rick started like, uh, it's about time for me to roll. Mm. And that's when he made made right. his move. It, like he talks about like how much of a consummate professional Rick Flair was. You know, mm. he knew what he was supposed to do, who he was supposed to be at any given time in the ring, and he was he, he was about it. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, I, I I got so much respect for for Ric Flair. All right, so, so we're making we're making Ric Flair his own um, entity, heel emeritus, basically. Yeah. He is he is emeritus. He's okay, emeritus. there you go. All right, 
All right. So now top ten from there. Okay. Well, so so the, the other ten. Who you got? All right. Let's see. Um, I was gonna start throwing some names out there. Okay. Not necessarily as who should be the top ones. I guess I guess people I consider my favorite quote unquote favorite heels. Um, the first one I throw out there is one of my all time favorite heels is Randy Orton. Oh yeah. Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now now this is da- dad. Or are you talking about oh, no Randy? Randy. Oh Randy. Not, 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 not Bob. No. All right. Oh, Randy. Not oh, Bob. Randy. Randy. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate him. <laughs> I legitimately hate him. Well, you know what? I hate him. He's horrible on the mic. But I, but but you know what? And I, and granted, he's he's never been that good on the mic ever. But as a heel, but as a heel, because he'll do he it. He makes you hate him. Hate him. Yeah. He makes you. That I mean, from from day one with the whole legend killer thing like i'm yeah. here mm-hmm. this is my show the arrogant this drunk. is my time yes. and i don't care about the rest of y'all i don't care what you, i don't care what you've done in the past i don't care how many titles you got i'm here right from yeah. day one he has made you hate him hate him he's going out of his way to make you hate him yeah i appreciate it when he did when he took the when he had the, the collarbone injury shoulder injury and then he wound up coming back and he had the whole psychotic thing right and that whole change you what it made me what made me believe that he was one of the great hills and I'll, I'll probably give that to you was the triple h feud he had when he had triple h handcuffed in the ring and he ddt'd stephanie yes and he kissed her and ki- yes wow. <laughs> right yes. like within yes. arm's length yes. of wow. triple h and that, and i and you know you asked me earlier about what makes a great heel this that whole the whole psychological part of it yes yeah it's what really makes the good heel because 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 you could be physically mm-hmm. a great quote-unquote heel mm-hmm. but if you don't have that psychological part of it where you try to get into people's heads yeah it just it just doesn't go all the way yeah like, yeah I, like i give you a prime example one of my favorite heels is jake the snake roberts i absolutely loved now you talk about psychological genius in the ring on the mic, no matter where it is, even now, even though he's older now and he's recovering, you just just to hear him and the stuff he used to talk about when he did the whole uh, the the Cobra with Randy with Randy uh, Savage at the wedding, and he bit him and he had it as a present. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> like that, that was one of the best times ever. Or when he slammed Undertaker's hand in the coffin, like those kind of things. May, I think uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is one of the best heels ever. See, here's my problem with Jake the Snake. And it's not really a problem. Is that, to me, Jake the Snake may have been the first true anti-hero. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. He's ne- he, he never came across to me as a heel. He just came across to me as a face that was just misunderstood, right? And kind of yeah. misunderstood. Because yeah. you got to admit... Got to admit, when uh, who was it? Who was it that splashed Damien in the bag? "Quote unquote," splashed Damien. Earthquake Ooh. was it? Earthquake or typhoon? It was one of them. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They sat on him. No, they splashed. No, they splashed. They oh, splashed yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, bag yeah, yeah, in, the yeah, yeah. in the middle of the ring. They yeah. the bag in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and and we all know that the snake wasn't really in the bag. Right. But if there was ever a moment that was sold by a wrestler, right? Jake then. sold oh. that moment. Yep. <laughs> Yep. He sold that moment. You wanted to cry. <laughs> like, literally, like, you wanted to cry. You wanted to cry. Like, I think Jake I did cry. Moment. Jake sold that moment. I yeah, think, it was, I I think did. it was Earthquake. I think it was Earthquake that did that. So I agree. Like, 
I, I never really considered him like a real. Yeah, like a heel. I did, I did. I mean, well, he wasn't initially because he, even though he was considered probably an anti-heel, when he was against Randy Savage, that that time frame when he had the Cobra, he was a heel. You hated him. I guess he would see, but like again, like to me, in that in that matchup, he's the heel because right. he's he's the bad guy. Yeah. Right. But that's the same way as you know, and it didn't work. That's the same way as when Hogan fought The Rock. Somebody had to be portrayed as the bad guy. guy. And The Rock was, even though he was the loved one beforehand. Right. Historical. Yeah, yeah, so so somebody has to play the role, but you still don't really give him the role. Like, Jake, he was the bad guy, but when when he wrestled... You notice he mostly wrestled the quote unquote bad guys. Right. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know what I mean? He kind of threw on the bad guys everybody else didn't want to fight. Yeah. You know, he'd be sitting there in the ring just waiting for you to come in, <laughs> like on the ring. I'm like, this dude. It's like he just got finished drinking. I mean, he, yes. He looked like he just came from some like bar. Australian bar. You can still smell it on his breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, think he was the best, he was the best non-champion. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because I don't think he ever got any. He never though. won a title. He never Didn't won it. Did he get the IC once? He, on a house show, but he wound up giving it up. But he never won a title. His argument was he always did it for just the actual be- uh, being a wrestler. He enjoyed it that much. Now, we'll throw out one old school one that just came to mind. Terry Funk. I was thinking about Terry, Terry now, Funk. Now, he was also a face, ECW. When he was with Cactus Jack, they that whole thing. Now, now it's funny, it's funny you mentioned him because he's another one where... Cactus Jack? Yes. We're... No, I got one better. Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, but Kevin Sullivan. I wouldn't make him top 10, though. You wouldn't make him top 10, me. Kevin nah. Sullivan? Was it... He had a nice little short run, but it was like... I think I liked him more because of the whole thing with him and Chris Benoit. Over the, over the long Chris haul. Benoit. No. I can say that on this show. We can't say that in WWE. I miss Chris Benoit. Well, I don't know what's coming. They didn't let Hogan back, so... Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know. Yeah, 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 it might. It's one thing to say in the N word. It's another thing killing somebody. That's true. That's true. Allegedly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about Benoit. I don't know if Benoit is going to be making it back. But, uh, let's see. I have, I have uh, one for you. And we're doing wrestling wrestlers. So wrestlers that are heels. And Terry Funk, I actually do think it's a good one. Because he was he was bananas. Right. He was insane. Yes. Um, so I, I do think he's a good one. However, I have one. Vader. I'll give you Vader. Vader yes. was a... Because, again, somebody who... A heel. Made you hate him. Yes. The whole time. Yes. 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 And was scared of those football pads the whole time. And I have to admit, Vader was probably the first per- first wrestler who I considered actually scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, literally, like, when he kept, like, yo. No, I don't want to see him at all. Yeah, right. Like, like the, I don't want to see he's him definitely, cause, at all. Because Vader, Vader was kind of on that bridge between when they were still selling it as real and they started, they mm-hmm. started admitting mm-hmm. that it was scripted. But Vader was still that dude where he was like, you know what? I don't think I'm walking up on him in the bar. Period. <laughs> scripted or not. Right. Scripted or not. <laughs> scripted or not. I ain't walking up on that dude in the bar. I'm not yeah. doing it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Vader. How are you? <laughs> Pleasure to see you, sir. <laughs> Pleasure to see you, sir. 
Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes. Right now. Yeah, Vader was Vader was no joke. Yeah. I liked and I liked Vader. I liked him. He, he did work. What about Rowdy Piper? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Coconut over the head yes. of the late great. Yes. What? What the, the the one of the iconic moments in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Those for any of you young people out there listening, look that up on YouTube. But do you think that I, I'm just and I'm fine with Piper being on there? But do you think he spent more time as a face? No, because he was think, too busy fighting. Hogan. I don't think he was ever actually a, a face. face. I think it just became. I just it just became. He just became popular because he never okay. changed tactics. No, that's true. We much, like much like Flair, he never changed tactics. Yeah, yeah. He never changed who he was. Right. These are people, and and mostly because of when when they and it really had started happening when they re when they brought him back to do the um Piper's Pit when they started bringing him back to do the Piper's Pit. Yeah. Because then they started bringing on all of those. They started bringing all those other controversial people in. Right. To Piper's Pit, and he starts lambasting all of them. Yeah, yeah. I think it just he just became popular. He never changed who he was. That's and true. It, and more popular after like the Attitude Era kind of thing, because right. they appreciated that kind of activity. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Piper. Piper definitely belongs on this. Belong on that list. I like Piper. Shane Douglas. ECW. Mm-hmm. Shane Douglas. Now, not WCW. Yeah. WWE yeah. as the the professor. Now, if we yes. Now as. The Shane Douglas incarnation uh, on ECW. Yes. Yes, because we talk about somebody who do, who just made you hate him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the stuff they talked about, matter of fact, I think, was it Paul or someone had an interview regarding Shane Douglas about the actual antics when he would come to the ring? He really needed security because people really wanted yes, to kill him. like really wanted to kill him. Yeah, like, I remember that. Yes, yeah. Like really wanted, wanted to, kill to kill him. him. Yeah. Yes. And not wrestlers, like fans were really trying to like, on the way to the ring, hurt him. Well, you know why? Because he, like Randy Orton, just had that look on yes, his face. Yes, that look on face. his face. Like he just, just wanted, wanted to slap, slap it off. His face. Yes. That smug, yes. condescending. Yes. Yes. yes, that look like, yeah. Ooh, if I could just get close enough. <laughs> <laughs> with this frying pan I bought from Walmart <laughs> that, that I bought Yes. So, so just, just sidebar. I actually went to one house show and just to see if it was actually like it was on television. And I could not believe the things that they were allowing people to bring. The ECW into. show? Yes. I could not believe the things. Mm. There was literally somebody in line behind me with a sink. What? <laughs> well, they brought the kitchen sink. With a sink. Because they used to tell you, they, 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 that was one of the lines, like everything plus the kitchen sink. Somebody literally had a sink. Wow. Not every, they didn't let him in with the sink. But he had a sink. But the stuff that they was letting people get in. Well, Frying like, pan, stop signs. ECW could not exist today. No, no, no. <laughs> that would go straight no. to pay per view yeah. or their own internet yeah, thing. Hell no. Just sidebar. Yeah, no. Now, one person we have not we have not mentioned who absolutely belongs on top ten is Triple H. Yeah, because oh my god, yes, because he doesn't work as a face. I don't think he's he, ever been a face. He's an anti. He was always he was face when he did when they did DX number part two. Not the initial DX, mm-hmm. but after Sean left, and then he had the whole goofy thing yeah. with uh, the Outlaws and X Pac. Yeah, and then when him and Sean got back again, they were goofy all over again. Okay, yeah, that was more I, of the face Triple H. That. But then what made him what why he is such a great heel is even in the midst of that, he turns on Sean Michaels. Right. When they were coming back together, which was like wonderful. But like I said, he what makes a great heel, in my opinion, is a great face. 
you had to somebody you, they had to love somebody. You have to do something dastardly mm-hmm. to right. somebody yeah. that everybody loves. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that that's why like Larry Zabisco will always go down because of the whole Bruno San Martino. If he'd have did it to, you know, classy Freddie Blassie, we'd have been like, it wouldn't so work. what? Now along those lines, I'm gonna throw out one. Wait a minute, but I do want to say on Triple H for one second because he definitely belongs on this list. Paul Avec. But here's the reason why he belongs. Yeah, that's Terrorizing. his real name. That's his real name. <laughs> Terrorizing. <laughs> here's the reason why he belongs on on that on, on that uh, on the list. One, I don't care what anybody says. He still has one of the best interests. Yes. In the game. Of yes. course. Yes. Of course. Yes. And because it's one of the best interests in the game. It gets you hyped up, but then you're like, but I can't stand you. Yes, yes, yes. You're all into it. You're all into it. You want to see the water spitting out and everything. Yes. Yo, I don't want to like this, but I do. But I can't stand. And then here's the coup de grace. I can't stand you, and I don't think that guy can beat you. Yeah, right. Right, exactly. (laughs) As much as I wanted to. As much as I wanted to, I he's not going to win. I don't, I'm not quite sure he's going to be able to pull it off. Exactly. Which will make me even better at the end of all of this because but you know what? at the end of the day, I wanted to see you get beat, and I don't think it's going to happen tonight. But he had the Ric Flair appeal where he made you think like the other guy was really beating him down. And the whole fight, like he would leave the match, crawl in or something out of the out of the ring. Right. Or like tripping. And just a, just a side note, like I remember, I know what you're talking about with that whole thing with Triple H. He fought a Hell in a Cell match. Not a Hell in a Cell match. He fought an Elimination Chamber match. And he was like the super heel. Everybody hated him right. at that point. But he came into the arena, and everybody was cheering when he spit the water. Right. We were like, but you're supposed to hate the guy. But we were like, you can't hate him because it was like, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a multitude of emotions going on right there. Because <laughs> his, his interest was baller. Even though he never really had like a robe or anything like no, that. No, right. Yeah. He, he came just... in with the bottle of Dasani water that he got <laughs> from the back after pouring it on his head and just spit it out. And you're like, I want to, I got this brand new shirt on, but I want you to spit on me. And I wouldn't go that far. I don't want to Listen, spit on me. people, no, people wanted, like, people actually got that seat just to sit there. That's, that's what they paid to sit at, just to know he was going to spit in the air. They was yeah, going to get on it. I draw the line of folks spitting on me, though. Well, yeah. you're, a grown, well you're a grown African-American male. We're talking about young kids here that don't know any better. Yeah, they're marketing I'll the give kids. I'll give you that. They're marketing the kids. <laughs> yes. They're marketing the kids. I'll give you that. All right, you're going to throw out another one. So, I'm like I said, and, and I know this is going to be controversial. Okay. And that's part of the reason why I'm throwing it out there. Hulk Hogan. He was a bad heel. He was I, a bad face. Wait a second, let's just take it back. He's a bad person. But okay, maybe so. But as a heel, all you were doing was waiting for the flip. I, I never Hollywood Hogan. Yes, it lasted longer than I thought. Than it should have. True, but I was just waiting for the flip. That's all I was waiting for. I knew the it was coming. Time. I knew it was coming. You were just waiting for Sting. He would just. <laughs> but see the thing about it, he would. Just, he was as bad of a heel as Bret Hart was. Yeah, Hart, Hart was not. You he wouldn't. But you, you just didn't believe it. No, I guess that's true. You, you can't be either. a heel and wear pink. They don't go together. He was known as the guy that gave his glasses up to all the kids with the greasy hair. Now, all of a sudden, he, because Stone Cold said so. Yeah, because his heart, heart's heel, heel turn was just kind of, it weird. was really manufactured. Yeah, it was weird. The, the it was, whole, it was because, weird. because the whole core of it was that he was jealous. And it was just yeah. like, of the American come on, people. dude. That's not working. Okay, I'll give you that. All right. I'll give you a heel. Top 10 certified. Kurt Angle. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yes. 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 Now, yes. If you He's a to, much better heel yes. than he was a face. I will give you that. And Absolutely. the thing about it is, even though you said, oh, I want to punch him in the face, you better not. Because yeah. he, he'd kill you. Yes. <laughs> like, literally could kill you. And, and, and with that, I will say that as a heel, because much like I was with Randy Orton, he was one of those heels where you couldn't help rooting for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't help it. As much as as much as you hated what he was doing and who he was doing it to, and then it's like, yo, I still kind of want him to win. <laughs> you rooted for him even more after he had his neck injury. Yes. yes. And he was still just yes. selling out in yes. the yes. ring. Yes. And I was like, yo, yes. dude, you are insane. Yes. Like, yes. Much respect, bro. Much respect. Yes. And he was just you off and then he shaved his head. I was like, now nah, is Lex Luthor in the fucking <laughs> oh man. Right, so how many people do we actually have now? I think we have 20. There's... No, we have <laughs> so we've got <laughs> 20. <laughs> so we definitely we definitely we've got Randy Orton, we've got Kurt Angle, we've got Rowdy Piper. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Piper. Uh um Terry Funk. Terry Funk. We'll give you Larry Zabisco for now. <laughs> So that's five we've got so far. Like five legit. Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas yes. is six. Shane Douglas. Triple H is seven. Yep. All right. So we've got. So that's good. That's okay. good. That's good. Um. That's good. Well, we're 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 over the halfway mark. Okay. So here we go. The Undertaker. No. 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 He spent the last ten years as the ultimate face. He spent the last ten years fighting once a year. Yeah, it was like he was Christmas, and he was the face in every in every match. But prior to this, no, no, prior to that, he was riding a bike. No, yeah, but he was a heel then. No, he no, wasn't. not it really. Was. For a remember, second, you got to remember, he stopped being a heel after he helped Jeff Jar. I mean, Jan, uh, Jeff Hardy in the ring. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you can't give a well, kid so respect that, to be a but heel. But you actually just. That, inadvertently put the name who out I there. was going to go. Yes, that was the one. Yes. Who, in, in, just in the chamber. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Yes, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Who Jeff took Jarrett. the honky tonk yes. man whole yes. stick and took it to another level. Took yes, it to another did. level. Yes, he did. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff. I'll admit. I'll admit. The reason why I started watching TNA originally was because Jeff Jarrett was there. Okay. That's what drew me in. Okay. Yeah. He was fun. Yeah. He was funny. funny. He was fun. That's what it was. He was funny. He yes. was funny. He was funny because yes. he wasn't that great as a wrestler or no. anything like no. that. But he was. But as a heel, as a heel, because win, lose, a draw. At the end of the day, and, and most of the time was when he lost. He still got the last laugh and hit somebody in the head. Hit somebody in the head with that guitar. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll give you that. Yes. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Okay. So I never liked Honky Tonk Man. I never did either. Neither did I. That's like I didn't like the Mountie, but I liked Bam Bam Bigelow. I respected Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. I respected him like I respected um, the Big Boss Man. Yeah, there were big dudes that that got it in. They got it in. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, but they weren't some people like you can when you say besides a big man, like a heel. No. But like, if I was to think of a heel, a heel big man, a heel big man, King Kong Bundy, nah. no. Well, I'm just naming heel big men because I'll Hurricane. throw one out. I'll throw one out. Who was probably never really that good in the ring, but Sid Vicious. Yeah, he was. I hate Psycho it. Sid. Yes. Psycho Sid. 
Yeah, he was his own worst enemy, though. Yeah, but I was saying, I mean, he really had mental issues. Yeah. But, but 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 like you said, he wasn't good in the ring. He was a good heel because he was intimidating. Right. But he wasn't good in the ring, and he wasn't good on the mic. on a mic either. Right. No. You know what I mean? No. He really was. He really was bad. Okay, so I'll give you one. And no, it's Rand. It's, it's Eric. It's no, I'm listening, Eric. I'm listening. All right, I'm listening. Go. Who you got? So one of one one of your all time favorites, Nikita Koloff. Ah, uh, see, I was. I'm more of an Ivan Koloff person myself. Ivan, I'd take more of a heel. And Ivan was better on the mic. Ivan was much better. Yeah. Well, Ivan was the mic person. But Sebo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But Ivan that. was the mic person. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. Ivan. That's right. <laughs> you know why I forgot person. about that? Because when you say Nikita, I see him with the Iron Sheik. Oh, okay. Now okay. you talk about the heel. Iron Sheik. Now you talk about a heel. <laughs> the okay. Iron the Iron Sheik. Sheik. Yes. 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 Come on, Iron man. Sheik. Yes. yes. Mr. Yes. Big Man. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Sheik. All right, so we can solidify Iron Sheik on the list. Yes. Definitely. Yes. One of the yes. best heels ever. Huh. Yes. I got one for you. This is Digging in the Crates. God rest her soul. The fabulous Moolah. Yes. She was nothing yes. but a heel. Yes. Especially yes. when they brought her out to start beating up yeah, on people. the young Yes. Chicks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would say we can't have a top 10 without putting her on there. Yeah, you yes. got to. Got to put her on there. I give you that. Yeah, the fabulous Moolah. Yes. Come on, man. And I would not have, I would not have thought of her. That was a good one. That's a good one. I sure enough wasn't going to think of her. Nobody would have thought of her. That's a good one. All right, so what do we, I think we got 10. Is that that's, t- that's 10. Unless we boot Larry Zabisco off. We cannot boot <laughs> Larry Zabisco off. All right, so we've got, I think we have 10, but we have not ranked them in any oh. semblance or order at all. So are, were we ranking them or were we just getting 10? Well, I, I myself, the, the triples in large don't like to rank. I okay. myself like to rank. I think ranking... Is you know, is why you tune in. That's because you need clicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, do you think Shawn Michaels is a good heel? No, 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 no. He's a he's a heel to the profession. <laughs> he's no. not a heel. I mean, I mean as, the Marty. I'm talking about after the Marty Janetti situation. No, I mean it's just again with 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 Shawn Michaels no matter what whether he was a heel at the time or face at the time you were always waiting for the flip yeah okay. you were, if he yeah. was a heel if he was a heel this week you were always waiting for the face he face flip and then vice versa you were always waiting for him the flip sides yeah well it's kind of the same thing with Randy Orton no cuz I was I can wait like no when he was a face when he's a face first of all when but he's, he's never actually been a face. Man, one time he gave somebody the RKO and then then jumped up like a cheerleader and did a whole full split. Right, but he but he, he, he was, was never like, actually he was never actually a face though. He was a guy that you, you okay. So he's like a sheep, a wolf in sheep's clothes. Right, you're right. Okay, I yeah. can say that because so because let's put the two of them up to here. Now, if you had to pick who you actually trusted, would it I be Randy want... Orton or Shawn Michaels? I wouldn't trust either one of them. If you had to pick one to trust, who would it be? It would be Shawn Michaels. Probably be Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be Shawn Michaels. Because you could get, you could almost guarantee that at some point Randy's gonna sneak up behind you and RKO you. Pa pow. <laughs> oh, thank. Oh, I didn't even know the food came. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We gotta edit that out. <laughs> okay, we'll edit it out. Don't, don't worry about it. We'll edit. Um. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I had somebody who's a who's a heel only in that he was always the bad guy wrestler. But I don't know if he was a a great, like world famous heel. But I just want to give him some love here on the on the mic. And that's Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg yes. the Hammer Valentine was he was he, he was, was always the he was always the bad no, guy. Brock, but yeah. Brock. Not never so much the right heel. Yeah, he was he was just he was a bad guy. He would kind of play the role like if you if we, if you needed somebody to be the bad guy that week, okay, fine, I'll do it. What about Sergeant Slaughter? Uh, no, no, I can't sell him. I, 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 I can't put him on the top ten because he became a member of GI of Joe. GI Joe, and then he oh. and then he went hero. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He became a member That's of true. So his legacy is a face. <laughs> right. Mr. Fuji? Mm. Oh, mm. that's a good one. Mm. Now, yes. Mr. Fuji was always a heel. Yes, he was. Now, he's somebody we should have put as manager on our manager list. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. He's somebody we should have put on our manager list. Mr. Yes. Fuji, even when he had Yokozuna, yes. no matter who he had, even though Yokozuna was never Japanese. Well, now, speaking of, now, now, now that brought somebody else to mind, the great Muda. He was not a heel. He was historical. He was. He may have started off as a heel, maybe, but he was. He was more or less an historical figure. Historical figure. When he fought like Sting and Flair, you can't really be a heel and fight Flair. You have to be the face because Flair was never. Come on, man. When you win in matches with spitting green mist in people's faces, that you he are did. a heel. <laughs> but you then, are a heel. But then he did it to good people. He did it to bad people that's, too. That's right. That's what makes him a heel. He did the bad people he, too. He was an equal opportunity spitter. <laughs> an equal opportunity spitter. I don't know how you say that, but okay. He was an equal opportunity spitter. It didn't matter. I, I uh, yeah, he, he was spitting, and even if he's fighting against, you know, Flair, he was just spitting before Flair went in his trunks. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, th- th- there's that there. You know what I mean? So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe not necessarily on top ten, but if we're giving folk love, you gotta give folks love. Now, here's somebody I want to say. Tried to be a heel, was a bad heel. So we've got we've got ten. Let's talk about bad heels. Oh, we got it longer than ten then. <laughs> Lex Luger. Yes, he was a bad heel. He was a bad he was heel. A bad he was a bad face. face. <laughs> he was just bad. <laughs> he really was, man. He, I mean, I didn't realize how bad he was until I watched like a couple of his old the matches. Narcissist. That was the weakest ever. Oh character. yeah, he was a narcissist. Yeah, what was up with that? I don't know. He uh, came in in WWE or WWF as the narcissist, kind of like the whole Ric Flair thing. Right. But he was like the name was big, yeah. but he did not live up to the hype where Flair did. Yeah, he, he was bad. Bad heels. You know who else was a bad heel? Sting. Yes. When was, was he a, a heel? He was a heel. He went a heel. He was a heel. He went, I mean, it was short. It was short. Because they realized it was, short. it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't working. <laughs> well, the reason why, and here's one thing that I think most heels, not all of them, but most of your great heels have in common, is that along with their, their um, wrestling prowess, they have some skill on the mic. On the mic, yes. Sting, I love him. He was never good on the mic. Never 
was good. Actually, on the it mic. was one time when he was good on the mic. It was when he didn't say nothing at all. I was great saying. Well, yeah, that was his best. Yeah, yeah. Was his best, yeah, his best time when, when he, he would just drop in and stare, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yes, those were his best moments. When he was up in the rafters, yes. he was killer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and just looking at you. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But other than that, Sting was just not not really good. Ah, that's cool. I forgot where we were. So we're doing bad heels. Bad heels. Batista. Bad heel. Bless you. Thank you. Batista was a bad heel. He was a bad wrestler. A worse heel. Yes. X-Pac. Oh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh. Yes. I couldn't stand X-Pac. Raven. Not a bad heel. He was a bad heel. He was just a bad period. He was bad. Mm. I was going to say the Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie? ECW, buddy. Was he actually a heel, though? I just thought he, he was, was just more a comic relief. He was more, yeah. Else. Okay. Good heel, short period of time, should have been longer. Doink. Wasn't Doink actually somebody... Like the first doink. Yeah, the first doink was actually, I forget who it was. He was actually somebody, yes. He was a good wrestler. Yeah. Oh, well, now, you know who, and now, somebody we left off. Um, Probably wouldn't be necessarily top 10, but was a good heel. Yeah, on the mic. He was a good heel. On, yeah, okay. I mean, Divine was horrible. He was the bad heel. That's what I'm saying. When Bubba Ray was by himself. Yeah. He was a good heel. Yeah. Even with that stupid bike club. Uh, yeah. Aces and eights. Aces and eights, yes. Yeah. That was horrible. I'll give you that. There was their that, that whole NWO attempt that they did. Was that was of... cheese, <laughs> and then he was the lead of it. Yes. Why is he the lead of it? I never understood that. Because he was the top heel at the time. Yeah, but he was the only he was he was, I mean he was the only way they could, that would actually go over. Who else were they gonna put at the top of it? Uh, brother D testify. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was he was a horrible. He he was a good heel. I'm trying to think who else was a bad heel. Here's a guy that was a heel for a good stretch and a face for a good stretch, and I'm curious what y'all think of him. Booker T. I actually liked him better as a heel. Yeah. I actually liked him better as a heel. With a little edge to him. Yeah. Because I think they took all his edge out when they made him a face. Face, yes, they did. That's right, because Sting was a heel with him in TNA when they had that stupid four horsemen yeah. look alike kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I actually liked him better as a heel. Because when, you know, as Harlem Heat, because they were heels to come out to start with. Yeah. They were heels. Yeah. And when they when they gave him that face turn in the beginning, they just made him too goofy. Right. They made him too goofy. I actually liked him better as a heel. What about the Road Warriors? They were much better as heels. Yeah. See, but were they ever really heels, or yeah. they were just, just always the guys that you could not be? Now, okay, now this is me digging in the crates. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is me digging the crates. Originally, they were heels. With Paul Ellering. With Paul, with Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. They were uh, heels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just when they made the jump to WCW, there were too many. There, there were t- One, there were too many heels already. Yes. Even two, with NWA. Two, NWA's way. Right, NWA. When, and two, they needed somebody to back Dusty up. Okay. Against the horsemen. They needed somebody to back Dusty up. Right. And Nikita was already a heel. Right. Right. And Magnetia. Remember, at the time, Dusty was fighting everybody. Yeah, every <laughs> like <laughs> Dusty couldn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. Was somebody was jumping up with it. Dusty was fighting the Russians. 
Yes. He was fighting, totally he was fighting arm, the, the, the horsemen. Yeah. He had no but especially once Magnum TA got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, the neck injury, right. right? Oh yeah, remember Magnum TA. Yeah. The mullet died. haircut. Well, remember he got hurt real bad in that car accident. That's right. And yeah. had to retire. Yeah. Once Magnum TA got hurt, he had like no Nobody. backup. No. Well, he had rugged Ronnie Garvin. He had oh, no God. backup. Okay, now now we want to talk about bad heel. Bad wrestler. Talk about bad heel. Ronnie Garvin was a bad heel. And you know what's so cool about now? Here's the thing that's cool about Ronnie Garvin or Randy Orton. He stole Ronnie Garvin's yes, he did. stomp. Yes, he did. And he'll never he'll never say it. Yes, but he, he when he when he did it for the first the time. The first I time I saw it, I said, That's I the Garvin like, stomp. What? <laughs> I was like, yeah. stomp. Yes. I said, Oh yeah, now he dug in the crates for that one. I wonder if he asked him, could he use it? Now, now speaking of Randy Orton. Now, somebody who was a good heel, but the bit just got old, was his dad. Yeah. 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 I mean, how, still how long can your arm actually be broken? <laughs> it's been broken for like 20 years, 30 years. How man. long can your arm actually be broken? Well, I mean, <laughs> who, whose arm was broken longer? His or the, uh, the Asian dude in uh, Two Live Crew? Because his arm was forever still broke. broke. <laughs> okay. I mean, because Cowboy Bob Orton, as kids, you know, it's like all you, all you can focus on the fact that he keeps hitting people with that crutch and it's not fair. Yeah. Right. But as you got older, you're like, yo, his arm is still broken? Like, come on. Calvin. Who'd we forget? Blackjack. They used to put an X on the TV yes. for the dude. Yes, they did. Yes, they yes. did. They came in with the claw. Yes, yes they did. Yes. Oh. Yes. So, it, which leads us to another bad heel, Barry Windham. Yeah, I thought I was thinking about <laughs> Barry Windham too. He's Barry like Windham. he's he's with Cisco Sid. Yes, Psycho Psycho Sid. Psycho yes. Sid. He's intimidating. Yes, but he was just weak. <laughs> Even when he tried to bring the whole claw thing in, uh, well, that's just like the the who was the who was the football player that was with the horseman too. That was um, come on now, leave Mongo McMichael alone. Yes. Oh yes, leave Mongo McMichael alone. Like, yo, yes. y'all are messing with my horrible. Bears roots now. Yo, horrible. Yo, horrible. Yes, he was horrible. Yes, he horrible. Was. <laughs> Calvin, leave horrible. Mongo alone. Mongo, <laughs> how about bad heel? <laughs> He's the quintessential bad heel. He Mongo. Was, but, but you know I was rooting for him so bad, though. Because you love the Bears. Yes, you know I was. But that's all. Yes. But at the end of Mongo the day, was, Mongo the was horrible. Day, Mongo, Mongo, he was horrible. Mongo was as horrible as a heel as Chris Benoit was on the oh, mic. He was horrible. He was horrible on the mic. He was horrible in the ring. He was just bad. Even when he threw up he the He must have gave a mean blowjob, though, because he stayed with him for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Mongo alone. It's mm. like Chris Benoit on a mic. Oh my God, mm. that was horrible. Leave Mongo alone. Mm. Mongo. Did they bring somebody else into? Um, who's the other football player they brought in? Yeah, there was another football player. The I don't one, know if he was long a... blonde hair. Oh my God, long blonde hair. What number, that's, that's what not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the dude that had a uh, uh, mustache and beard, but dark hair. And I thought he was a football player too. And I'm drawing a blank on his name. Long blonde hair is a football See? player. See, this is why the they brought into the Four Horsemen. Yeah, all right. Did we they bring the guy that used to play? I think, if I'm if I'm correct, I think he used to play for the Panthers. The Panthers. 
I think if I'm, I could like again, I could be wrong. Listen, this is and side note. This is why the WWE is getting kicked by UFC. The B team just beat the Revival. Really? Yeah. The B team beat the Revival. Look at you dropping stuff on radio. You might not be contractually contractually allowed to do that. Oh. <laughs> Give it. Okay, updates. you know who's a heel? Who's a great heel now? Who's that? Wyatt. Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. Yes. They keep messing him over. Yes. They should. They, that that's one they need to put over because everybody that's with him, he makes them look better. Bray Wyatt is the quintessential heel. I think Seth Rollins is a good, was a good heel, too. He's a great heel. I think Seth Rollins is a good heel. He's a great yeah. heel. I think you're thinking about, all right, I'm looking up Paul, the Four Horsemen. The original Four Horsemen. I can tell you. Oli. Oh, okay. Oli what? Arn, Oli Anderson. Okay. Arn Anderson. No, the original was Oli and Gene. No, Oli, Arn, uh, JJ, Flair, and Tully. Right. That's the original. Oh, that's right. They kicked Gene out. I that forgot. was the original. Come they on, kicked, man. I forgot they kicked I know Gene my out. stuff. Now, yes, yes. as members, and it looks like this is in chronological order. Yes. Chris Benoit? It is. Well, in chronological order. Okay. okay. First was Lex Luger. Yes. Horrible. Who we've already established as a bad heel. Bad yes. wrestler. Barry Windham. Yes. Yes. Sting. He was a horseman for a they, minute, and they and, and they, they turned on him. And they and turned, turned on him. Yes. yes, Sid Vicious, uh, Paul Roma. Now he was Remember, a good heel. Yes, yeah. Fa- what is it? Fabulous Fab, Paul Roma. Yeah. No, no, Mister Wonderful. Mister Wonderful. Yeah, right. No, Mr. that's Wonderful. Paul Orndorff. Oh yeah, Mr. you're Wonderful. right. Well, well, Paul Roma. Who was another good heel? Paul Orndorff. Paul that's Orndorff was a good heel. Who was another good heel? Paul Roma was just a good wrestler. Yeah, Brian Pillman. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Yes. Um, somebody's name Mick Michael. <laughs> Mongo. Leave Mongo alone. Jeff Jarrett. He was a horseman. Demon. For for a little less than a month. Kurt Hennig. Oh yeah. And then for a good a good little like about six months, Dean Malenko. Dean right. Malenko's with Chris Benoit. And then uh, Roddy Rout and Piper. Piper. Piper was a horseman? For a day. <laughs> from uh. October 15th of 1999 to October 16th of 1999. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That's almost like he was an honorary member like the, like, our, like Angle was at the Shield. He must have been a horseman for one match or something like that. Oh, God. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, this. Uh, and then you have, you know, like your your associates, um, War Machine, Hiro Matsuda, Kendall Wyndham, Butch Reed, Michael Hayes, David Flair. The managers were James J. Dillon, Baby Doll, Baby Doll, because uh, she went with Dusty, Dark Journey. What that was? I remember her woman who was Rick Flair's valet and Chris Benoit's wife and valet. Mm -hmm. Fifi, who was Rick Flair's maid. Ms. Elizabeth, of course. Deborah McMichael, yes, yes. Because she was with Mongo. The only thing he was good for. (laughs) Then she Uh, got beat up by Steve Austin. Side note. Charles Robinson, who was Rick Flair's biased referee. Yes, I do remember. Yes, gracious. Yes. 
And uh, Samantha slash Tori, David Flair's uh, valet. Yes. Yeah, but there was no blind football player from the, the Panthers. I'm wondering if you, I don't know who you may have been thinking of. Maybe you were thinking of seeing Jeff Jarrett? I don't know who I was thinking Trying of. Trying to think of like long hair at that time. I don't know who I was thinking Besides of. Besides Sid Vicious. Yeah, it kind of And some. Paul. I mean, and uh, uh, I don't know who I was thinking Brian of. Brian Pillman. Like I said, I could have been wrong. And apparently you were. <laughs> but that's enough. I, I forgot this thing was a member. I did a too. But I do remember when it turned on. <laughs> in the middle of the ring. Wasn't it in a match? Uh, yeah, it's always in a match. Well, Because like, Flair got beat up or something, and he was supposed to be his tag partner. And Flair kind of came to the ring in the middle of the drone with, like, tape on his face, showing he was bleeding and his shirt was off. And then Sting tagged him in. And he turned around and was like, yeah, I'm going to get you. And turned around and punched Sting right in the face. I remember that. And he was stomping him because he fought Tully and Arn. Yeah. The head, the, the brain shrinkers. That's back when they used to do Sting. Busters. Well, they, they were getting Sting over. So they, yeah. they, that's what they were doing. And they got him over. It's amazing how you get over. You got to get beat down. Well, could be so that you as the face can show the intestinal fortitude to uh, overcome, you know, overwhelming odds. Well, do you like Kevin Owens as a heel? Yeah, because he's another one of those people that just, I like, every time I see him, I just want something bad to happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's fighting Braun Strowman, so something made something bad. Right, something well, bad's going to happen to him tonight. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And Haven told me that cage match. Yes. That was I can't. I can't stand. It. Okay, so I can't stand Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens fought Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is six eight, three eighty five. Mm -hmm. They had a cage Braun match. Braun Strowman is a straight up beast. He is, a, and I saw him in person. He is bigger in person than he is on TV, which is normally not the case. And he fought Kevin Owens in a cage match, and they got to the top of the cage. And he chokeslammed through him off the cage mm. through the announce table, which was a bump Kevin took like a G. Yeah. But when he did it, I thought he was dead. <laughs> I thought they were going to come out with the, the whole gurney, the black bag. I thought he was dead. And the funny part about the whole thing is after the match, and they were trying to help him, whatever, Braun came over and said, You won. <laughs> I said, "Wow, you guys gonna take bump?" And it was to the floor, the cement floor, because mm. there was no cushion. I don't know how they do that. You know, now, now there's one person who we never talked about in the midst of this whole I conversation. I tell you one person we didn't talk about throughout this whole conversation, but really don't know where to put him. Who? Because he's done something like the one because he's been too many people. Oh, and two because just don't know where, where he would fall, and that's. Cactus Jack. <laughs> oh. He's been more face, though. I think he's For been a long face. time. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, but like when you think about. That's not who I thought you were going to say. In the beginning. Yeah, but he, he, the, the majority of, of his career, yeah, he's either he's been anti hero yeah. or face. Right, yeah. You know where I thought you were going? I thought you were going Kane. Yeah. He started off as a great heel, but he also started off as a great heel because. He didn't say a word. And that whole thing of I was a smoker and now my, my throat don't work right with the little thing on his throat. The first time the first time he took off his mask, I was done. Yeah. I thought you know what? It wasn't that bad though. It took away the whole persona. Persona. Yeah. And then he added the mask again. Like especially especially when he took off the mask and you realize it wasn't just a mask, it was a mask and a and wig. A wig. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he was half bald. <laughs> 
with a mask and a wig. Okay, so I have one now who is new to, not wrestling, but probably to people, Tommaso Ciampa. Isn't that, isn't that what you got from the Chinese store? <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. First of all, You're dumb. Tommaso Ciampa You're dumb. is the NXT heavyweight champion. He comes out to the ring with no ring music. Just to the crowd saying, F you, Champa. And first of all, it's the best. I think the reason why it is because he fights Johnny Gargano, Gargano all the time, and they always have great matches. Yeah. But he is a complete heel. Like when you see him, the stuff he says, what he did, he is the new age. Bonafide here. What are they gonna let him stay that way? For yeah, it looks like it. But and again, because we're, we're talking about the whole, you know, how how things are marketed once you get to the next level. Yeah, right? is something's going to change? He's gonna have to have ring music. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if it if it because it, it's working so far. Yeah, it's working, but it's working so far. You know how stuff goes. Once once they decide you're gonna make that jump, that jump. Always comes with stipulations. See, Vince got to go. See, that's the thing. That jump always comes. Well, he going to be there till he die. Now, I know that. <laughs> but he, he got to go. Till he die. That's he's what's never, messing up. He's never going to willingly uh, release full control. He's never, I know, because you know what? Do that. I, gonna, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Vince. But he screwed up um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for me at WrestleMania. Like, that was supposed to be. A better match than it was. Yeah. Than it was. I was so looking forward to that match, but I said to myself before that came on, "This is a Vince production. This is not going to be as good as we want it to be." And the reason why I know that is because you still have Brock Lesnar's world champion, and he's fought six times, but he's had it for over a year. Please, he's been on television six times since he's got the dog on belt. No, no, I'm gonna give him more that he he comes for like the last couple weeks. He comes for the last couple weeks. Uh, right before pay per view, like he's been on Raw the last two out of three weeks or something like that, so he'll come on. But was that more because of the storyline or because he wanted to be there? I don't even think it's a story. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, the whole the whole idea of I don't think he has a storyline. If he didn't, well, the whole idea of Kurt putting out there that if he doesn't show up, I'm stripping him type thing. Well, that's that's the storyline. But I don't even think that's really a storyline. I really believe they don't want him there. I really do. Oh, I believe it too, but I, I don't believe they really don't want him there. I really believe he doesn't really want to be there. But it's almost but like it's their own fault. Yeah, it's you gave him fault. too much money and too much of everything, and you you uncaged you unleashed an animal who really in real life be honest, is an animal. The, the fact that the fact that when they let him when they brought him in, they let him come in part time on or part time. When he fought John Cena years ago, yeah, like five six years ago, when they let him come in part time, and. As soon as you make a part-time wrestler, you're a champion. I mean, but you know what's so funny? And and CM Punk, who was one of my favorites, said it. He said he was always pissed that they would make the part-timers world champions. The Rock, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and then you have full-timers like Kevin Owens, right. Seth Rollins, Roman, him, you know, Punk, all these great wrestlers that you have in there, but you're not giving them anything. And they and Seth Rollins. To me, is the best wrestler they have on Raw. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, the IC title is prevalent in this, that, and the third. But you, but it's not the world title. It's not the world title, and he needs to be world champion, or in the hunt for the world championship. 
Just like I don't like what they do. He's doing earned with Finn it at this point. Yeah, like I don't like what they do with Finn Balor. I love Finn Balor. I don't think they know what they want to do with Finn. Balor. Yeah, Prince Devitt, for those who don't know him. But they, like, first of all, he hasn't unleashed the um, the th- whoa, I forgot what he calls it now, the his alter ego. And how long now? We haven't seen that since what two WrestleManias ago. You can't market that to kids, man. You can. That's <laughs> oh, you can't market man. it to kids. You can't market it to kids. It's all about the kids, Jamal. That's We've why. They, that's why they're destroying Bray Wyatt the way they're destroying him and making him this goofy dude with a lantern. Yeah, because you can't can't market the eater of worlds to kids. <laughs> this too well, his, shall pass. His promos are the best. Oh, God. Trust me, this too shall pass. Yeah, I think it'll. Too? I think it'll come back around. At two brute. I think it'll come back around. It will. All right. Well, that's two hours. This has been two hours. This has been a, this has been a good time. Yes, it always yes, is. Though. It's always a good time. It always is. It's always a good time getting together with you two knuckleheads and you schooling me on wrestling that I will never watch. I think <laughs> <laughs> that this is just a fantastic time. I, I I feel like I don't. Why should I watch now? I know everything that's going on. You should now. watch Survivor Series tonight. I am going to watch it. As a matter of fact, it'll be on in seven minutes. Where are you going to watch it? Or on my phone. On home. I can't watch it at home. Well, side note, I have a son. And uh, he wrestles kids at school, so I can, oh. he can't watch that. So oh. I'll put him to bed first. So you got to watch it on your phone? Well, I'm going to put him to bed first, and then I'm just going to restart it and watch it at home. <laughs> okay. Watch. Will you be watching Survivor Series, Calvin? I'll probably, I'll probably won't watch it to, all tonight. I'll probably watch a little bit of it tonight. Kind of watch it during the course of the week. Yeah, I just gotta. Say, I want to see the 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 uh, Dolph Ziggler match. Yeah, I want to see that in the AJ Styles match. Those are two matches. Oh, and I want to see. I don't know why. This is another reason why Vince is killing me. He still has Carmella Carmella as the women's champion. And how do you beat Oscar? Uh, I don't get that. Like, yeah. I start back to work tomorrow, so I can't. I can't sit up and watch. Dolph School tonight. starts. Well, it's for the teachers tomorrow. Uh, Kids come back on the 27th. Mm. Well, I will be watching nothing. Issa Rae in Insecure on HBO. Oh, goodness gracious. Because it's a great oh, series. Oh, Power comes on tonight. I won't be watching Power. I don't watch either of those shows. Do you don't know. watch Insecure? I don't watch neither do we I. We had this conversation. I don't have I don't, premium channels. You don't have premium All my premium money goes to Sunday tickets. Sunday, I told you Sunday tickets. What about What's the Sunday NFL? Ticket? That's the NFL. 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 It's the only way I can watch my games, man. Priorities. Uh, Priorities. The only yeah. way that you can watch the Chicago. The only, where, the only way I can watch my Bears games. Chicago man. Bears on their March to 0 and 16. Or are you going to well, watch? Well, now that's that. It won't be that. Are you? Are what you was their record last year? 0 and 16. No. We were what six and ten last year? Six. What was our record last year? Uh, champions. champions. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. It's the first time I had the two of you together since you one. Yeah. Year. <laughs> we gotta go get that. We gotta give us that ring back. Yeah. Get that Lombardi Trophy on the fifth of next month. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, are, they, isn't that two hours? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh goodness gracious! This is Bear Triple signing off for Bet Triple, and formerly known as Chubby Triple. Yo, he is so upset. <laughs>
you're so extra. Oh, the Eagles are the champs. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get out of here. The show will be available come the morning on blacktribbles.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and any place and every place that good podcasts be. Don't forget, if you want to hit us up, email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com and like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Black Tribbles. And if you really want to help us, if you're a subscriber through Apple Podcasts, go in and leave us a ranking and even more a review because reviews are how people find the show. They really like it. Uh, iTunes likes that type of stuff. So we do too. All right. For all the Tribbles that ain't here and for my two best best friend Tribbles that are here, this is the Bad Tribble. And parting, we say... Goodbye. That'll work. Drive away. Drive so far. No one's gonna find me. Put my foot on the gas. Accelerate. Some days I be wanting to get away from it all to be real. This game ain't all it seem to y'all. I mean, I'm blessed by my good God high. That's no question. And I know my journey long. Just a life learned lesson. But the world just a mess right now. Going crazy. Thankful for my single mother strong. How she raised me. Could have gave up long time and been lazy. But my dream's strong. Hear this song. I'm not complaining. Just a realization living in this world is draining. I mean, I cry real tears and I got real fears. Want to marriage and some babies do y'all hear me in your ears discouraging keep your courage walk your path question every day how much longer will we last how can you apologize for mankind no heart no soul got sight but show the man blind not really seeing what he's doing to the future we lost gonna get in the car mm-hmm. drive away mm-hmm. drive so He loved her, gone cause she hated him Flipped out, taken out from the pain Who she dating him? It's like we don't have no meaning What we breathing for? Birth, child, raised right, gone now Fighting for the war, damn Enough to make you crawl up in the shell Cry for the innocent, babies in this hell Stuck from a fast, fuck no shelter from the cold Drugs and disease never growing to be old Do you feel me? Am I seeing all this by myself? Can't trust the air I breathe, I'm praying for my health Wanna get away, but where I'm supposed to go Can't escape it, so I make your songs, let it flow I said I wanna get away, but where I'm supposed to go Can't escape it, so I make your songs, let it flow Gonna get in the car Drive away Drive so I can take away the pain with music, but it won't work. I guess I'm just an optimist. What's it gonna take for all of us to stand up, put a stop to this? Man, we in this thing together, live and breathe together. Everybody love life, but never make it better. Everybody talk shit, but never get together. Shit, I ain't trying to preach, I ain't even teaching. There's some shit that's bottled up inside me, I'm just speaking. Wanna get away, but where I'm supposed to go, can't escape it. So I make your songs, let it flow. I said I wanna get away, but where I'm supposed to go, can't escape it. So I make your songs, let it flow.